Good morning from Jefferies. You are listening to Market Minutes, a daily podcast brought to you by the European Cash Desk, where we offer our perspective on European markets so far today. So it's Thursday the 14th of May, and here are the main observations so far. Europe is currently trading down 1.7%, so we've built on the losses posted in the US overnight. Volatility has inched higher again, with similar trends to news flow, that of uncertainty on reopening and clusters of outbreaks in parts of Asia. Tensions between the US and China seem to be stirring further, and there's a growing divide between Trump and parts of his own virus response team. On a higher level basis, that's essentially the playbook, and it's been the case throughout this week. The challenge for the market is, of course, with this uncertainty comes ever more stimulus responses, and I think it's very difficult for those stimulus responses to be rolled back. Put another way, the news flow can turn positive on a sixpence and send equities higher, but that doesn't halt the stimulus. So we have a classic situation where investors know the market is a buy on weakness due to the weight of policy responses, but it's so counterintuitive it feels wrong to buy it. For now, we continue to see investors adding to markets via defensives, so slightly less volatile on the down moves, and if and when the market turns positive, they already have a foot in the door with equities that they can rotate into beta if need be. It's a pretty critical moment for the market, I think, as we start to test some support levels, which have held us the last few times over the last few weeks. From a technical purist perspective, if we break lower in the S&P and the euro stocks, it would confirm a couple of um, top formations. The S&P would confirm a double top by closing below 2800 and the euro stocks would form a shoulder head shoulder formation for the time being. And, spec- and technically speaking, the target if we break those levels is 7% lower from here. And ironically, is the same level on both S&P and uh, euro stocks in terms of a target. And that target is 2600. We have a particular focus today on the stay-at-home baskets in Europe. There's been a large placing in TeamViewer overnight. The company's raised uh, 1.2 billion euros. Uh, The stock is acting very well in the aftermarket. It's trading up 3% from the placing price this morning. Hugely topical um, by virtue of what they do, um, given the stay-at-home sort of um, phase we're in. Um, therefore popular placing, but be aware there's also an upcoming MSCI rebalance trade, which they should benefit from And as they enter the MSCI at the end of this month. We've also had the first trading day today for a Norwegian stock called Pexip Holding, which is another tech company focused on virtual meetings. That stock is trading up 40% from the IPO price this morning. The flip side of that, and just looking at sort of broader markets, Uh, Autos are a notable feature and a notable underperformer. They're trading down 3%. We've heard from Peugeot and Fiat Chrysler. um, They're both trading down around 5 to 4%, having both cancelled their 2020 dividends. Um, They've stated the decision is to support their credit ratings as they await regulatory approval to merge. But now it's cast doubt over the the planned uh, special dividend that may come when when indeed they do merge. BMW elsewhere in the autos is down 3%. Um, they've announced some vehicle sales for April, which are quite poor, but they're saying they still plan to pay out the dividend for this year. Alongside the autos, the banks are acting pretty poorly, and both sectors have mirrored each other quite tightly this morning. KBC is down 8% following earnings, so the mix of the banks and the autos being down so much is, is having a bit of a dent and a drag on value today. 
I mentioned defensives generally outperforming, but it's interesting within the UK that some of the staples are actually drifting. And these are the, mostly the dollar earners. Um, this is going against the grain of the currency moves, um, i.e. the currency move should be supportive. So Diageo started to fade quite heavily from the highs. BATS has given up most of the gains from earlier this week, and I think Imperial Brands is now down on the week. When you look at the Unilever spread, which has been closely followed from the market um, as a proxy of people looking at the UK line relative to the Dutch by virtue of dividend payouts, that spread has started to close a little bit now as well. So it is raising the question in terms of how far into this uh, grab for yield we've got within FTSE. And I think it's quite interesting and topical given quite a lot of the curve on the shorter end has turned negative. So that's something to keep an eye on. Moving slightly left field, I wanted to highlight a piece from our FX team um, where, they were, where they're looking at the Euro Swiss franc. It's been over five years since the floor was removed, causing the huge strengthening of the Swiss franc in January 2015. They are pointing out a similar floor is appearing at 1 spot 05, but unofficially. When you look at the Swiss site deposit data, which is a proxy for how much the Swiss National Bank is intervening, it's picked up notably since this um, virus crisis began, i.e. they're buying euros in the market to help devalue the Swiss franc to fight against the flight to safety trade there. Um, flagging it as something just to be mindful of and, and to watch. Obviously, we know that central bank balance sheets are ballooning hugely so um, and at unprecedented rates. So it's probably wrong to suggest it's getting to a level where they're at breaking point, but it is just something to be aware of. And I think I'll just leave it at that to make you, allow you to make your own conclusions. Um, I'll finish by highlighting what Zervos was saying last night because I think it's just quite interesting. He is drawing parallels in some of the wording used by Powell um, at his speech earlier this week versus what he was saying in 2018 with particular reference on the comment of for now. He used that comment to describe the path of gradually rising Fed fund rates in 2018 and obviously that has completely reversed. He's used the, the term for now in, in, in describing the prospect of negative rates, i.e. that they're not looking at it for now. Um, Zervos is perhaps suggesting that everything can change and um, we shouldn't read too much into the fact that um, it's essentially a no for now. And indeed, the whole yield curve in the US has stepped lower, um, suggesting that people are perhaps disagreeing with um, the notion that Powell is trying to suggest they're not looking at it. I th indeed, I think parts of... Uh, the futures market are implying negative rates in the US, um, perhaps as early as January next year. So just be aware. That's all from us. Have a good day.